you're doing well or swell or okay at the least um it's been a exciting whirlwind of a week here in nashville um by the way i'm so excited to to be traveling back to new york you know there's something fun when you move somewhere else and you kind of uh you you live in this duopoly um you know i certainly want to maintain my dual citizenship um but it's also kind of personal you know when somebody moves away and you kind of have a little bit of that, what, so you think you're better than me <laughs> kind of thing going on. Um, I had a friend visiting and, and, uh, and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, you know, I really, I feel so at home here. Thanks for giving me a hometown welcome. And, and, you know, we we're kidding around, but I'm like, Hey man, you can't do both. <laughs> Pick a side. Uh, of course it's bullshit. You know, you can, you can do both. And these are just places and hopefully, you're in the place that, um, you know, serves you the most at, at any given time. Um, but I'm playing my, my little Canadian parlor guitar, the little Art and Luth- Luthier. Luth- you know something? I mess up the name every time. Is it, I don't know why. Yeah, it's Luthery. Luthery. Um, Amy Cedar. That's the model. Uh, so it's made out of cedar wood, which is nice. Um, 95% Canadian wood. Man, that's cool. Uh, cedar, wild cherry, maple, spruce, rosewood. Is there all of those woods in here? Holy crap. I guess that kind of makes sense. Wow. I love this little guitar. It's, it's, uh, it's, I really just put my mark on it. Um, you've been beautiful and well um it's been exciting i feel like i've just been running around and been super busy you know it's funny sometimes when you're busy you feel like you're almost playing busy and i i certainly have um a predisposition to that um just the people in my life when they would when there's a lot to be done they really they let everybody know it was very obvious you know I feel like there's people out there that are just kind of calm and chill and cool, and they're just like, oh, yeah, just, but they're getting a ton done. Then there's people that it's like, hey, stop everything. I'm, I have stuff to do. <laughs> um, I, I would like to, I guess, be a balance, you know, because you kind of want some energy. You want to corral people around you. But um, I don't know. It's been fun. So I told you a few weeks ago that we have, a, we have another person on our team. Uh, her name is Harper. She's freaking awesome. It's been so much fun working with her. And it's been exciting because I, she's just a huge help. And um, so when new music comes, she's going to be a big part of just like, uh, you know, helping me just pick the date, pick the strategy, and you know, try to get the music out there. So I can't freaking wait. I'm so grateful to have help. Um, my buddy Izzy Heltai, who uh, is a sometime listener of this very here podcast, uh, Izzy Heltai, great musician, love him. Anyway, he he was on tour opening for a Nashville musician friend of his named Liza Ann, and uh, she's very cool. You know, he, he's opening for her and 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 all that, and he actually met her and met her cats and all that, and hung out by her house a little bit. But anyway, she had a a gig here, 
Um, well, she's got many, but she was playing this thing called Musician's Corner, which is really nice. It's at the park um, near, I, I believe, Centennial Park. If, if you've ever been to Nashville, or maybe you've seen this anyway, there's something called the Parthenon. The Parthenon is a recreation of the Greek Parthenon. It's, you know, it's this giant structure, and it's a little bit ridiculous because it's a recreation. I believe it was built in the 50s or so, maybe a little bit later. They wanted Nashville to be the Greece of the South or the Athens of the South, um, to be a center for uh, higher learning. You know, there's a bunch of colleges here. They want it to be a, a center for, you know, un- universities, a center for study in the South. So that, that's kind of the emblem of that. So anyway, they have these things called uh, Musician's Corner or Music Corner where you, it's free and you just show up. There's a really nice stage, kind of like a festival style, and there's some benches and people sit in the grass and there's vendors and stuff. So we like... Um, my buddy Mike is visiting, I was telling you. So he's like, hey, she's playing, let's do it. So we, we jump into Uber, we just go straight, don't ask me why we Ubered. Um, but we, we we get there, and, and I got to see Liza play for the first time, and, and she was really cool. She kind of had this like David Bowie thing going on a little bit, and very, very passionate performer, and it was cool. It was fun to see her kind of throw together a local show, and, and um, I love any performer that's trying to be a great performer, and it was really fun, you know, said hello to her, and, and M- Mikey's a fan of her, so it was fun. I got to watch him fangirl a little bit, and, you know, it's like, oh, you know. So it, it was really, really cool, and it was something else. And then we're leaving, and, and Kate's hanging out. She's with us, thankfully, and, and she'd literally gotten straight home from work. We jumped in Uber and, and ran. So she's thirsty. It's quite hot out, you know, Nashville, Tennessee and all that. She's like, I, you know, I could really use a drink of water. And this was right after the show. So everybody's leaving. We said hello to Liza and all that. And we're walking out and I see there, there's like a, you know, kind of, again, in a tent festival style, farmer's market style. Um, there's like a bar. There's a bar. And I go, I'm like, hey, do you guys have a, a, a drink of water, a cup of water, a water bottle? Uh, you know, we could really use some water. We're very thirsty. And the woman behind the counter just goes, she's like, oh, sorry, our register is closed already. And I was like, okay. You know, it's like, the, I, I could see the water bottles. You know, it's like, c- c- I mean, can you spare the 50 cents? Or, or I'll, I'll Vammo you, I'll pay. Sorry, the register's closed. And that was that. And then, like, to our right, some guy's like, hey, I got you. Come over here. And he's in a van, and he's packing up the the tent next to it. It was liquid death, you know, like the canned water. Oh, actually, no, no, I lied. The water was liquid death. It was Daddy's Daddy's um, dogs here in Nashville. They're like a local chain. There's a lot of local chains, which is really fun. If a small business does well, they open up another location. They do hot dogs. Daddy's dogs are big, fat hot dogs. They're really fun to eat. And so the guy from Daddy's Dogs was packing up, and he had these liquid death, and he's like, hey, just come here. He brings us into the van. There's like this big sprinter van that he's loading up, and he just gives us, he's like, here, I'll, I'll give you a boat, and just gave us two water bottles. And the coolest thing was, the you know, the lovely lady, who I'm sure is a very kind person otherwise, outside of the scenario, like overheard and then had to watch as the vendor next door just like so generously was like, hey, I have water, come here. You know, you're thirsty, my fellow human being, here's some water. 
and it was hilarious. I mean, it was pretty funny. And I, I tried, I, I tried not. I looked at her. She kind of looked a little bit, you know, uncomfortable with herself. I tried not to look. I really tried. I just couldn't hold back and kind of, you know, as I'm opening up the can, clicking that thing open because they're cans, liquid death. They're like they're supposed to be like for for alcoholics who are sober. Um, it's like you can still hang with the boys with a tall, cold one, and it's just water. Um, and it's, you know, slightly eco. Well, it's better than plastic, that's for sure. So <laughs> I'm, like, clicking the thing open, like, and I, I just look directly at her, and we share, and, and she just looked away. Now, maybe she's just a lowly employee that, I didn't get the feeling she was, but maybe she's an employee and doesn't want to lose her job and can't give anything away, or, you know, she's just a rule follower. Maybe her dad was really scary, and any time she'd break rules, he'd beat the shit out of her. <laughs> and so it just instilled this thing of, like, obedience, and you can't break any rules, you know, no matter what. Um, I don't know the situation, and I'm sure she's a lovely human being, but it did kind of just so clearly uh, represent, you know, just different ways of attacking life. You know, there's the guy that, there's the guy that's like, well, I'm sorry, that's just the rule. I'm so sorry. You know, there's nothing I could do. And then the other is the other person that's like, hey, of course, I have some, here you go. You know, I don't got to worry about that. You know, and, and of course, it's like, next time I see a daddy's dogs, I'll be, you know, much quicker to spend 10 bucks on their hot dogs. You know, they're, they're not cheap. Hot dogs are quite fun. And, um, yeah, so, hold on, sorry about this microphone here, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was just like, it was a cartoon, it was a little cartoon, um, So uh, we're looking to get away. Kate and I are celebrating five years together. Whatever, it's so beautiful, so exciting. And so we we got a getaway. It's called getaway. Um, and if you just listen to us, they're probably gonna find your algorithm and freaking bombard you with ads. But they have these things. It's it's, it's kind of like an Airbnb tent site, but like glamping or like fancy camping, you know, for hipsters and shit. So there's a bunch all over the country, and there's one. It's called Nashville. It's two hours outside of Nashville, but it's a getaway. You know, I guess a getaway from Nashville, from the city. It's in the woods, and it was essentially campsites, and you have these black, like, tiny houses. They're at black outside and natural wood inside. They're very pretty. There's a big window and all that. You know, and there's a campfire, and they provide s'mores and coffee and pour over and all that. So we booked one of these, and... We head out to Moss, Tennessee, and I love looking at the map, at Google Maps just to see how much longer it would take to avoid highway, you know, so you could drive through the towns and really get a feeling for, for a place. And I was like, oh, you know, it's two hours or one hour and 59 minutes on the highway and two, uh, two and a half hours off. So we're like, let's go the back way. So we uh, we get in the car, and again, you know, we're new to Nashville, we're new to Tennessee, and and. There, I haven't seen much of Tennessee. You know, what I have, it's like, oh, I always have the reaction of like, oh, well, it's prettier than I thought it would be, you know? And, of course, that was the experience here, just passing gorgeous farms and really cute cows. And, you know, i got to point out every cow or tractor I see. And um, we get there, and it was quite funny. Uh, a little bit of like, a, you know, I, 
I could have designed this better and you're not quite nature. You're in this little gravel lot, you know, a few feet away from trees and the trees are very thick so you can't really see anything. But, you know, we're staying positive. We're, we're just happy to, to be there and uh, Mikey and his girlfriend Aaron were watching the cat so we knew that she was fine. She was in good hands and so we're we're happy to be there. Um, we we brought we brought food to cook. Um, first night I made barbecue chicken over the open fire and uh, barbecued some corn over the open fire and and we did like veggie um, kebabs essentially you know from Trader Joe's got some mushroom and pepper and uh, zucchini you know put those over the open fire and man it was so much fun to just be out there and cook and you know kind of embrace the cliche you know here's this like thing that's clearly designed for like you know let's call us hipsters whatever um non non-impoverished you know or you know 20 30 somethings you know looking to get away from their you know nice rentals you know that that's like the that's like the the um the targeted market um so uh, we're hanging out there, and the next day we're like, let's let's you know, let's get out. Let's not just sit around here all day. We were there for a couple of nights, so like, let's just check out some local towns, you know. So we get in the car, and we find there's this giant lake. So we're like, let's just go to this lake. This looks cool on the map. So we find a little like park or whatever, and we drive a couple out. Uh, no, it's about forty five minutes. Um, forty five minutes, and we're driving, and it's really pretty. Again, just beautiful farms, lots of these white cattle and different breeds of cows, and I don't recognize and white face herfers and Holsteins and um, really pretty barns and nice old tractors and you see lots of old trucks and it's just fun you know and we're in the back roads and we got music playing and we're talking and it's real fun and we go to this lake and it's one of those um sometimes you see this in like um like national forests or different state parks will they'll ask you for money but it's like a trust system so like you know, it's five bucks, please pay, here's where you put it, if you don't, we're not gonna, we won't know, we're not gonna penalize you, we don't care, just, so, of course, you're always confronted with the, like, should I just, should I just go in, you know, of course, and you end up, like, oh, well, I'll give them more, you know, how nice of them to trust me, I'll give them double the, I gave them ten bucks, it was only five dollars, plus I didn't have a five, um, so we, we, we get in there, and it, and it's Father's Day, by the way, so there's all kinds of families out there barbecuing, and that's real cute, and, we find this little secluded spot on this lake and we were Googling this lake and it, it's, it's called Dale Hollow Lake and it's the, there are no natural lakes in Tennessee, which I thought was fascinating. But we, we get, and we were Googling the lake and it says, uh, there, it's the clearest lake in Tennessee. <laughs> like, oh, cool. All right. Clear water. I like it. And it's beautiful. There's islands and um, a little beach and we avoided that area. We found this little secluded, secluded spot where you could kind of drop down to like the clay muddy bank and then there's like a little rock outcropping so you're right near the waves and it's a pretty big lake and it was windy so there's like fun waves coming you know and we're sitting there we're having a good time and just uh you know just just chatting and and then I like mess with the limestone that we're kind of sitting on and a little piece of shale kind of falls off at the edge of the at, at the edge of this little embankment into the water you know and I was because I was messing with it you know and then it revealed this like giant black spider that was just kind of hunkered down there hiding and Kate's like well, you know let's get the fuck out of here and I was like all right because we had our shoes off and everything. we got our feet in the water we were chilling I was like just remain calm and um 
And we just like slowly backed away. I don't think it was a poisonous spider. Of course, I did not want to find out. I tried figuring out what kind of spider it was and, you know, was looking up different spiders in Tennessee and could not, um, could not figure it out. But anyway, that was a fun encounter with this little, with this little dude. And, and, uh, so we drove through this beautiful little town called Salina, Salina, Tennessee, uh, spelled like Celine Dion, almost C-E-L-I-N-A, I think. Um, and we were talking to some people and they were saying how there's a trout hatchery over there. So we're like, oh, let's go we'll check out the town too. So we go there and, and we're getting hungry and the, we get to the trout hatchery. They're closed, but they're like, come back, whatever. We're open the next day. So we're like, all right, we'll go back tomorrow. But we're looking for some food and, you know, you're out in the boondocks. You're in the middle of nowhere. These are very small towns. You could tell these towns were something back in the day, you know, but there isn't much. Um, so we look up the couple of restaurants that are open and we find this one, we drive right by it. There's a big old elephant outside and it's called Ali's place. Ali, like O-L-L-I-E. And we're like, huh, let's, let's check it out. So, so, um, we walk in and I, you know, I get a little squeamish if a place looks quite run down, but then I have, you know, I've been, I love Anthony Bourdain. He's one of my heroes and I've been reading his, his book. And so I like, just keep Bourdain in mind. I'm like, you know, you got to adventure out of your little stupid comfort zone. So we walk inside immediately. We're like put at ease when we go inside, you know, just people are so friendly and it's, you know, it's. It's not like the fanciest shack, but it's 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 nice. There's cute signs up on the wall and all that. So we sit down, and you know, waitress comes over and welcomes us in and brings us the menu and start looking around. And I noticed um, there was a and we're out again. We're in the south. We're in Tennessee. We're out in the middle of nowhere in the boondocks. Cute little town, but you know, southern, very small town, and you know, I mean, it's 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 pretty. You know, we past a bunch of confederate flags and you know the the my favorite my favorite trump sign is the miss him yet you know it's like the least aggressive one it's and then my well my literally favorite uh my ironically favorite one is the one where he's like shirtless with a machine gun i was like what the like just terrible photoshop i mean it's just you know but uh i i, I avoid that shit you know but it's it's interesting you know okay so uh, but then there's one where it's like, miss him yet. And I always like, I'm like, that's like the nice Trump guy. You know, he's like, I don't, he, he's, he's got a sense of humor, you know, and he's, he's like a little bit less, uh, I, I like the lack of machine guns in that photo. I think that's what I appreciate. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I, I like anybody with a sense of humor and who isn't too aggressive, even if I, you know, disagree with them or find, um, you know, feel that I could easily find differences of opinion with them. But anyway, so you know we're in we're in Trump country, right? That's not a far stretch to say. And um, there's a picture of Obama on the wall. There's a newspaper from the headline when Obama won, and then there's like a plate with Obama's face on it. And I was like, huh? I kept like trying to get. I'm like, is that ironic? Is that you know? Does the I'm trying to read the headline. Does it is it like making fun of him? And you know that was my assumption. 
and but apparently not. And then I start looking around, and amongst all the Jesus quotes and kind of classic Southern country fare, and you know, a guy holding a big fish, and you know, whoever won the fishing tournament, you know, the year before, and all that stuff. There's uh, like a picture of Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, and I thought that was interesting, you know. So the waitress comes out and we start developing a rapport. She's a, you know, young woman. Um, uh, must have been, you know, something other than white. Uh, and I, I kind of like leaned in. I'm like, hey, I have no judgment. I don't, I don't care, you know. But like, my my kind of assumption is that we're in, we're in Trump country. But the you know the photos of Obama that kind of stuck out, you know. Again, no judgment, whatever. Just what's that about? And, she goes, oh, yeah, actually, the owners are black, and they're, well, they're fans. I was like, oh, nice. And I asked her, I'm like, does, you know, and, and you're looking around, and it's just your classic, like, southern white folk, um, you know, in the tables, and they're busy. It seems like the restaurant does well. And I was like, does anybody care? Does anybody give them shit, you know, for the Obama? And she's like, no, everybody gets along, and, you know, sometimes there's friendly joking around, but she's like, they've been part of this community for many, many years, and people love them, and you know, it's just everybody's neighborly. And I was like, oh, man, that's beautiful. She's like, yeah, it's it's, it's real nice, you know. And, and then she leans into our table and she goes, are, are you guys LGBTQ friendly? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, fucking yes. <laughs> uh, and she goes, she's like, well, you'd be one of the few. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, interesting. That's interesting. Um. And I, I felt that that was her way of saying maybe that she was, you know, one of the alphabet. Um, you know, but we, it was really, overall, it was just like a nice, um, you know, she said nobody gives anybody any problems and everybody's real nice and friendly here. And she moved there from Florida. and She said everybody's just like a little bit more present. And it was cool. It, and by the way, oh my God, we got these patty melts and this fully loaded fries. And my God, it was one of the best meals of my freaking life. This patty melt just, you know, in the, like that white grilled cheese bread, buttered and packed down with fried onions in there and this delicious sauce. And my God, it was delicious. It was incredible. And we really wanted to go back the next day uh, for breakfast, but they were closed and it said they were closed for employee day, but it was also Juneteenth. So we're like, oh, they're probably closed for Juneteenth. They don't want to advertise that. I don't know. Um, but it's it's fun to get out of your little, you know, your little-minded kind of urban, liberal versus rural conservative mindset. You know, just, just anything, anything that breaks one's assumption, I think, is, is healthy. You know, to remember that not every guy gal who likes you know the 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 ginger-faced man uh is this you know racist hateful person they have their opinions that maybe you could argue are result in laws that um put communities of color at a larger disadvantage i i don't know i'm not a i don't know anything right i'm an idiot i'm a musician I'm trying to process my own story, my own past. I don't understand global politics. But I do I do understand people. I don't understand society and uh, the way a country functions, but I understand people, you know. And uh, it was cool, man. 
it was nice. It was nice to be in this town, very, very southern, rural, redneck town, and be like, they, 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 and this is a business that they support, you know. It's nice. It's just nice. Pushing back on, on your assumptions, um, on, on my own prejudices, you know, assuming that um, uh, a business, you know, you know, black business, black-owned business, um, people, um, you know, that, that a, a black family in this very, very white southern town, you know, couldn't have one of the most successful businesses in town. Uh, of course they can. You know, just just a little bit, just ease back. And I, I find inspiration from these experiences. You know, it puts my worried mind a little bit at ease. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be up in arms. I don't know. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, and I'm not saying that every every guy or gal with a Trump flag isn't, you know, is purely innocent. I, I don't. All right. I'm going to move on. It was a fun, nice, healthy <laughs> experience. It was cute. It was just freaking wholesome. It was wholesome. It was really, really wholesome. Um, oh, my God. The food was so good. Ollie's Place. A Little Taste of Soul is her slogan, which should have known by then. But anyway, it was great. It was really, really fun. And then, so went back camping. Kate made pasta. It was so delicious. We had s'mores over the open fire. Had a good time. Wrote a little cute love song. Um, I wonder if I could actually play this love song. I don't know. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't planning on it, but maybe I'll maybe I'll mess around with it. Um, hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so. Went, went back the next day, checked out the dam of this giant lake and read a little bit about the history there. It was built during World War II, and um, it took extra long because of that. And, uh, you know, it was for power and, and all that, like water power, hydrogen dams, and also to, like, protect the, the towns below from flooding and stuff. Um, and then we checked out the trout hatchery, which is so cool. And you could just walk in, and, you know, there's just these, like, artificial creeks, you know, line after line after line, and um, really cool. Got to look at all the different sized trout, you know, that were going to join the ecosystem. Um, I'm not going to do this song, I don't think. Yeah, well, you know, who cares? We've, we've been through enough together. Let me, uh, let me try it. This uh, this microphone doesn't pick up much. This guitar. Okay. I was never good at axe throwing, basketball and bowling, rollerblading, baseball, batting and paddling down waterfalls that are flowing. I never want three dollars scratch off.
Until I found you Till I found you And I still remember when we first fell in love Convincing me that I was enough Made me straighten my back and walk real tall Learn to restart the engine whenever it stalled Before your optimism seemed like a road for fools Best outcome was never hoped for or pursued. I was getting too comfortable being a bird that never flew. Till I found you. Till I found you. All right, that was a, a bit of a mess there melodically. I, uh, I came up with a melody for it, but I couldn't quite remember. I got to listen back to when I wrote it. Um, but there's something there, right? It's a fun little cute song. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I could use a little cleanup, but otherwise. All right, we're going to stop criticizing ourselves. I am great. I'm, I'm just, I'm magical. I'm amazing. Um... Uh, I played a really fun gig at, guess where, the Bowery Vault, played Monday night, and um, it was really, really nice. Um, my friend Liz, who she ran a festival up in New Paltz, uh, up in the Hudson Valley, called um, Sunflower Festival, and I played it a few times, and she's been a, a real good friend of mine, and she's uh, she teaches yoga, and she's kind of a, a woman about town. She um, She's almost like the mayor of, of the town up there, and she's very cool, and I like her a lot. So anyway... Um, she's, she's traveling across the country and she stopped in Nashville and, you know, so I'm like, oh, we got to see each other and hang out. And so she came to the gig Monday night, which was so much fun. Um, last, so a week ago, um, I played the Barry Vault and it was like part of the, the songwriter round. So it wasn't just an open mic, it was a round and it was really cool. Some people came out and, um, I played, played a bunch of songs, had real fun and, uh, both to my right and my left, I was in the middle of the round. There were three people, and um, both great musicians. One guy was like kind of classic old time country, but good, like really good, almost like a more authentic country version of Jason Isbell. Real nice, and I backed him up a little bit on the guitar solos, and um, that was real fun. And then to my right, um, very very soft spoken, classically trained guitar. Uh, poetic, meandering songwriter. Very, very unique, very himself. Kind of like, you know, Don McLean by Vincent, almost like that style, but very, very free of song structure and very poetry-heavy, very soft and sensitive and beautiful. Almost ethereal, one would one would describe it as ethereal. <laughs> um, and it was just a, it was a really fun gig. Uh, I think, I don't think I, I'm trying to not drink every goddamn day here. I mean, I'm, I'm tonight I'm playing, I'm, I'll tell you about it next week, but I'm playing at Bad Idea Brewing, which is a, um, this brewery that I found in Columbia, Tennessee, and they have all these fun different beers, you know, like last time I was there, there was a beer that just had a, a whole Kroger cake in it, apparently, not in each beer, but in the, in the batch. 
So I'm playing there tonight. I'm going to play there for an hour and a half or two hours or something. Um, so I'm excited about that. Got a lot of good things coming up. We're finalizing the album. Got a, a few more masters in, so another six songs mastered, and then we're going to have three more coming. And it's really, really happening. And I'm still trying to wrestle, uh, uh, still trying to rally together enough. What's the word? Gather. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Uh I'm just trying to get enough visuals that, that, you know, I'm good on that end. And we made this whole master plan for the next year. I'm so, um, I'm so looking forward to sharing these songs with you. I mean, God damn, it's been, it's been a long time coming and these songs mean the world to me. I love singing them and I, I believe you're going to enjoy them. And I promise you that they're the kind of song that if you listen to them twice, they only get better. Like that, that's one thing I could just say pretty damn confidently that, I can't say confidently that every single song on this record will be like an instant, like, oh yeah. Um, you know, they're they're very loose, it's recorded to tape, they're very live and you know, there's flaws in them and but really the, the soul of the songs are there. That's that's all I wanted to that was the main focus. And they're really fun too. It's a really fun record. And it's gonna be really fun putting these out. A little bit scary, but yeah, I I really just like and it also mean that you know i i just i'm gonna have so many more songs to like play live and then point back and be like hey you could find this you know outside of just this this little room here you know because most of my songs are don't exist anywhere yet except for in my brain um or in a shitty little voice note so i i couldn't be more pumped about that july 1st i'm playing at a on the river this uh riverside round that we're putting together um and that i'm putting together um, in, in my friend Dimitri's backyard. So it's going to be really, really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped about that. We put together a real nice poster for it and it's just going to be a picnic and, and just a blast. So lots of fun stuff coming. Um, I hope I wasn't a little bit down today. Uh, I'm recording this on the, the Roe v. Wade shit happened today and I'm, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts and figure out if I have anything to add or say and I don't, I don't think I do. You know, I don't want to be redundant and share a post on my Instagram story and pretend that that changes anything. If that changed anything, we wouldn't be here. And But I'm also trying to not fall into the us against them. Every Republican is this, you know, woman-hating, patriarchal nightmare. I don't think that's the case. I think the flaws here are so much deeper, so much more um, complicated. What if I it's like it's these evangelicals, right? Is that what it is? Because it's, it's purely religious, you know. Or is it not? I don't know. I'm an idiot, and I care a lot, but I also don't care in the sense that I don't want it to be just become this like almost pornographic rage, you know. Just this, um, uh, you know, everybody else is angry, so well, I I gotta be like everybody and just you know pretend to give a shit. I I care a lot. But I'm also I, I refuse to to just post because everybody's posting or I've nothing to add. I don't have the answer. That's the scary part. I'm I'm not interested in being angry. I don't want to. I mean, there's a lot to be angry about. You know, I don't know if you've been paying attention the last five six years and then longer for different reasons. It's a lot to be angry. Do you want me to spend my most of my 20s angry? Is that what you want? No. 
I, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to resent giant swaths of the population. Pretend I, I, I'm not going to believe that lie. That's not the answer. That's not where solutions come from. That's not where solutions come from. You know, the, the 60s taught us almost a caricature of activism, that if you hold up a big sign and um, you protest, that that is a solution. It's not that simple. It just isn't. It's part of a solution, maybe. Sometimes it's a big part. Sometimes it's a small part. Um, it's more complicated than that. And I, I hate the... Um, big problems need, you know, nuanced and well-thought-out solutions, not solutions that look cool on Instagram or, you know, make you look like you're on the right side of history and you're an empathetic, kind person against, you know, just the tyrannical, hateful people. I think real solutions just don't look cool. They don't look good, and they don't fit in a little Instagram clip or an Instagram story. Like, you know what I mean? You know, Do, do you know what I'm getting at? I know a few people that devote their lives to solutions and it's 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 uh it's a lot more complicated um it's not it's not temporary um outrage that you're posting to all the people that already agree with you that 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 doesn't do anything i'm not saying you shouldn't post i'm saying that i don't that's why i'm not like gonna go on instagram and express my anger or rage or and i don't even know if i'm angry you know why do you know why? Because I don't let the world dictate when I should be outraged. This thing has been going on for years. You know, it's kind of like when when a tragedy hits the headlines and you now you're going to get angry. What about all the problems that were there beforehand? What about the poverty-stricken towns, poverty-stricken communities of color that are suffering in a multitude of ways on many levels? Are you only angry when there's a hashtag, when it's popular, when it's trending? I can't be sometimes very angry and sometimes indifferent. I need to spread my empathy out so I always care, always care enough to pay attention, enough to listen. I can't just care a lot sometimes and then just be numb the rest of the time. I can't, I can't live my life like that. I'm not going to spend my 20s like that or my 30s. It's not healthy. It doesn't help anyone or anything. I don't have a, 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 tar a target in mind. I have a version of myself that I don't want to be in mind. I don't want to be a version of myself that jumps on trends and exercises outrage in the court of public opinion. You know, public opinion for the few people that follow me or whatever. And nobody cares. Everyone agrees. And even the people that don't agree, they they don't they still don't want to change it for anybody else. Like they're not animals. They're not sociopaths. I don't know what's going on, you know? Power is strange. I don't understand power. I don't care for it. I don't I don't romanticize it. I don't um I don't even read about it. You know, some people do and I think they have a better understanding of these dynamics. But um but it it is it's been a a giant bummer to say the least. Um I am sad. I'm sad for people. I was talking to a friend and she was like 
she was like, you know, if I lived in one of those states in this time, I would have a two-year-old now, and I'd be poor, I'd be depressed, I'd be living in my mom's house, and I would probably have a very, very hard life. She's like, that's not how I want to start a family. And she's, you know, reflecting on how grateful she is that she wasn't, you know, pushed into starting a family when she felt she wasn't ready, you know? It's very sad. Very, very sad and confusing. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know anybody who does, you know? Can you, uh, you kind of treat him like an angry ex-wife, these evangelicals? You know, because if you say no to anything, well, she's going to take everything. You know, so maybe you'd be like, hey, uh, maybe maybe we'll do Evangelical Appreciation Day. You know, butter him up a little bit. And then, you know, you start, well, we'll give you that, and but try not to, you know, fuck, fuck with this other thing. I don't know. Um, My God. Anyway... Thank you. I, okay, I've been reading some books. Um, before I go, I just want to tell you real quick what I've been reading here. So I've been reading uh, Stephen Ranella, who's one of my favorite um, conservationists and outdoorsmen. The Scavenger's Guide to Hawk Cuisine. Um, how I Spent a Year in the American Wild to Recreate a Feast from the Classic Recipes of French Master Chef Auguste Escoffier. Um and then the Wall Street Journal said, if Jack Kerouac had hung out with Julia Child instead of Neil Cassidy, this book might have been written 50 years ago. So that's a great book. I'm also reading a bit of Henry David Thoreau, Natural History Essays. A um, little bit hard to get through, but I'm really enjoying that. And then an alternative to Thoreau is Aldo Leopold, and I'm reading a Sand County Almanac. Um, and it's got his sketches in it. I it, This book came out in, I want to say, 1949. Um... Uh, but he started reading this. I mean, he started writing this in like the 20s. So it's kind of like from his whole life. Um, and then a new book I just got today, The Little Red Book of Fly Fishing. So I'm really excited to dig into that because everybody keeps telling me that I would be a good, uh, I would enjoy fly fishing. Not that I'd be good. I think I'd be terrible at it. But, you know, I love fishing. And so we'll see. I, I really want to get some of the ideas of the technique down. It's a pretty... Pretty involved process. And then my favorite book I'm reading right now is Anthony Bourdain, A Cook's Tour. This is his, it's not his second book, but it's the second kind of like big, it's kind of like the follow-up to Kitchen Confidential, you know? Um, so he was already a star, and this is him kicking off a world tour with a little camera crew behind him, and he's talking all about that. Um, and I, I read you some of that, I want to say, last week, but I've really been enjoying that book. Um, so... I hope, um, oh man, this guitar just calms the senses, calms the nerves. that you know within um, within the madness of life you could take some time for yourself and for your own life just for yourself and uh, make sure to not not live a head live a headline life you know not not dictate your emotional world um, you know by the uh, by, by by the action of popularity 
Um, that being said, what's going on is obviously beyond fucked up, and I wish um, I wish it wasn't, and it's very depressing and very sad. But also within that, you should find strength and joy in your own life and build yourself a better future against this bullshit. Build a stronger heart, more a courageous mind, and a, a gentler and and more sincere soul. And I think, you know, ultimately, at least at least on a personal level, that's the remedy to this horse shit. Um. Anyway, God bless you. I love you so much. I'm gonna stop po- talking politics because I am the least qualified person to do so. But um, I love you a lot for listening. Uh, spread the word. We're having a blast here. Um, and uh, I will. I'll talk to you next week, and I can't wait. I'm going to tell you all about Bad Idea Brewing and whatever the hell else happens next week. Well, I guess the uh, July 1st gig will have happened. Yeah, okay, so I'll, we'll talk about that. I'm very excited. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm coming to the Catskills in the middle of July. If, if you want to hang out, I'm playing some shows in New York. Um, but I can't wait to see you, and God love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. Love you, bye. Bye.